From the over-the-top studios at Scratch Labs in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. We are talking race across America, race across the West, with Executive Director Rick Bothling. Rick, welcome to the show. Thanks, George. Always a pleasure to be here with you. I'm looking forward to uh, lots of announcing with you here coming up in the next uh, number of weeks. Just just a little bit. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know, George is kind of a glutton for punishment. He races, then he announces our raw banquets, uh, flies to Annapolis, and then announces and does our banquets at the finish line in Annapolis, which we greatly appreciate. Well, it's always a high point of my year. I really look forward to it. Love this race. Love the organization, and uh, it's just it's like Christmas in June. I guess it's still May, but it's okay. This would be the early holidays. <laughs> it, it's, uh, it may be a little more tiring than Christmas, but we enjoy it, too. It's what we work all year round for, basically, and, uh, you know, this is the big dance. Wide open field this year. You've got to be excited about it. It, it's really interesting, you know, certainly the solo field in um, Ram because, you know, we don't have, for the first time in quite a long time, any returning champions coming back. So there's no Christoph Strasser. There's no Sevi Zotter. Um, you know, obviously there's no Yuri. There's no Rito Shook. So you so field's no, open. No one in the men's field has won the race before. That is correct. Of course, Sean is coming back, so six-time winner. But no one in the men's field um, – has won so it's going to be a new winner so you're looking at guys that have had a lot of chance to be there marco Bala, david hasi um mark, mark pattinson. pattinson i mean these guys are all very very legitimate fast racers that were just a step behind before and now they're there and you've got some really strong rookies i'm thinking michael conti is uh pretty much a super stud yeah there there's you know rookies are always interesting because a lot of times i mean we know a lot of the racers through our qualifying system and we know the names and we've heard them but a lot of times we've never seen them race and translating to ram is always an interesting thing so a guy like michael conti who's done really well great chance um there's ralph devison court uh from luxembourg who just had a brilliant race across italy um and i watched him race in Italy a couple years ago. Very, very strong guy. So you never know who's going to show up um, to challenge these guys. You know, and I'm thinking of the categories too. Um, Hasi's, what, 47 years old? I think so, yes. I mean, we're pushing 50 plus here with some really strong racers. Yeah, I mean, Balo, I think's 45, 46. Hasi's 47. I think Pattinson's up there somewhere as well. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah. And Shauna, of course, in her 50s. Yeah, Shauna, you know, again, you're talking a six-time winner with a boatload of experience, and that women's field is going to be really strong. You know, you have Juliana Burring um, from Germany who's had, you know, while she's never really raced an event that is time cut off, she has put in some brilliant performances, and she's a super strong lady. And then Nicole Reist, who's also, I believe she's won race around Austria, possibly Tortura as well. And the Swiss women have done extremely well in the past few years. Yeah, Tortura really seems to be kind of a, I don't know, a, a real step-off point to race across America. You've got some great champions that have won at Tortura. Yeah, you know, both Austria and Tortura in, in their own ways. I mean, Tortura is a shorter race, but the terrain is so challenging that I think it translates really well. I mean, the Swiss have just done really well in general. Danny Weiss, Rito Shook, I mean, these guys are all very, very strong. Um, 
and then Austria, because it is a really long race, has also seen a lot of great racers come out of that. Um, so I, I, you know, again, you have two rookies and a six-time winner in the women's field. It, it's going to be really interesting. How about the team fields? You've got some uh, superstars coming back in the four-man for sure. Yeah, the teams are always interesting because they change so much. And, again, you don't really know who is going to step up into that performance level and just shock you. Um, We've had it happen many times in the past, like when Strategic Lions showed up, nobody knew who they were, and they came in and blew the field away. So we always look forward to the rookies. But coming back, we have – their team working nation this year. They were Live Earth Road to Paris last year. These guys are four very strong racers out of Southern California that they really, really want that four-man record. They got a great shot. If weather and road construction works to their side, unlike last year for them, they they could be there. And what is that record? That is held by Action Sports, and it is right around 23 and a half miles an hour, I think. Um, it was set in 05, I believe. And again, you're talking four really strong racers. You know, Vale Beaver Creek pushed those guys right on their tail for that record. So that, that was a big challenge. And it was pushed by um, the Legends of the Road. And the previous iteration of Team Working Nation called Innovation Africa, those two teams were just just minutes off of that record. So it's out there. I mean, it's it's attainable. How about eight-man? Is there going to be an eight-man team that's going to be able to push these guys? You know, I don't know because so many of these teams change so much year to year. I mean, we have really experienced teams like Viasat, but – you know they're they're a truly corporate team, and so sometimes they put a lot of elite racers out there. One year they had all the guys who had been crewing got to race, and they weren't as fast. They're still fast, but you know you don't really know necessarily who is going to push those teams. And right now, there's no team that I know of that is super strong. I, I think Team DMS, who has some experience um, through CEO Challenge. They could be up there. I mean, they could certainly be up there. And again, there could be a surprising team. Germans always put out good teams. Um, team DMS. I think I'm doing a training ride with them June 5th. <laughs> I, I, I think you might be. I know they're coming to town. <laughs> that would be them. <laughs> I didn't know the team name. <laughs> How about in uh, in the two-person division? You know, the two-person division is, again, an interesting one. Um I, I don't know. I mean, I know some of the racers, but I don't know a lot about um, how how strong they are and how far they're going to push. Again, we have some Italians racing. They're usually pretty strong. We have Paul Miller and Hannah Spence coming back from Canada, and they've raced. Well, Hannah's crewed, and Paul's raced, I think, every type of ram you could do, solo, two, four, and eight. Um, they could be really strong. But two-person, again, it it's... It's not like the fours in the sense that you kind of have someone always cover you when you're racing. You do have a partner that can get on the road and ride if you don't feel well. But two-person, I think, is a lot closer to to solo in the sense that it is much, much harder. You're putting in a, a lot more miles. So little things can make a big difference towards the speed of those teams. Why do you think there's been a shift? Is this kind of a normal thing that you think is going to take place i mean there was really a lot of the speed emphasis was put on the eight person teams there it seemed 
for a couple of years. And now it seems the fours are coming back and kind of taking over the speed championship. Do you think that's going to be happening more in the future? Um, you know, it, it's a it's a hard thing to say because I think it just depends on who bites on the challenge at any given day and who what that carrot is out there. Right now, the eight-person carrot's that five-day mark. It's only three and a half hours, roughly over five days. And the guys who set it, the Allied Forces team, they think they can break five days. And I know those guys. I talk to them fairly regularly. They want to come back. But what they want is someone to break their record so they can come back again. So I think you do see a little ebb and flow in that um, between fours and eights because both those divisions have potential to be very, very fast on the road. Start dates for uh, solos and start dates for teams. Start date for solo is June 14th, which is a Tuesday at noon at the Oceanside Pier. And then for teams, it is Saturday, June 18th, again, at the pier at noon. And how can people follow the race? You can follow the race. Uh, you can get to us, uh, raceacrossamerica.org. There will be results there. Uh, there will also be live tracking there. Ridefarther.com will have a lot more stories and video content. And, of course, social media nonstop, 24 hours a day. <laughs> From... You and a lot of the teams, I assume. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you know, Ram has quite a media platform now. Um, we work at it constantly year-round, but the teams have also done a remarkable job of promoting uh, the race itself. Now, let's also talk race across the West. How's your solo field looking there? That race has grown every year since uh, its inception. Race Across the West is a really, really cool event. Um, it has grown every year. The solo field, again, a really interesting wide-open field. It's grown by another 10, 12 racers this year. So I think we have 33, 34 solo racers, something like that. Um, Franz Prize, who's a Ram veteran, certainly will look good up there. I can't imagine um, he's not pushing the front end of that pack. Guys like Andrew Willis, who have... He jumped into the sport from a really traditional racing background, you know, crits and road races, right into endurance cycling, and he's performed really well. He had a rough raw last year, but I think he's gone back and educated himself, worked with uh, Dex and Johnny Took, and I expect him to be up front too. But again, a lot of racers who are making that transition from, you know, these 24-hour racers and 500-mile races like RAO, um, 508, you know, they're making these jumps to raw. And so a lot of that performance is unknown and it's a big jump to do an extra three, 400 miles. Um, I'd say the, the bright shining star that everyone is looking to is, um, Sarah Cooper and she's turned in some ridiculously good performances at every type of racing. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of eyes on her. So woman could maybe win overall? Yeah, I don't see why not. I think she could. Um, I mean, she's if you watched her performance at Sebring this year, she was third overall between behind Marco Ballo, a record holder, and I believe Eric Newsham, a Ram veteran as well. She wasn't that far behind him. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think absolutely a woman could win it, win it overall. And who are you seeing in the Raw teams? Uh, there's, of course... The team Monster Media Racing, which is three Ram veterans, Andrew Danley, uh, Jeremy Gustin, and um, 
Oh, come on. Think. I uh, can't remember the Adam Bickett and Adam Bickett. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Sorry about that, Adam. Um, a guy I actually know pretty well. And of course, Michael Marks from the Belgian Waffle Ride. These four guys are going to be fast. Um, they're going to be fun to watch. I think chasing them is going to be Team Moab, who finished second last year. And I think they won the four person or, or they were second last year. I, I'm not sure, but they were right there. They're going to be chasing him, too. And David Carpenter is a young coach from uh, Nashville who's super strong. He'll be heading that team out. Um, I think uh, I think that'll be some fun racing. And then, of course, I think I'm sitting next to a two-person racer here, um, the uh, Houndstooth Racing, powered by four-dot team. I expect to do pretty well since they're both Ram veterans. Um, if they don't, there will be endless harassing to you, George. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so David Carpenter's back on Moab. He is. And they were second last year, but uh, definitely going. Or is it a mixed team? It, it is a mixed team. So they're technically, of course, competing in a different division, and I I believe they're gunning for that mixed record. Um, and, of course, David Strong. I don't know the young man they picked up who's new this year, um, but I believe the other two team members raced last year. So I, I expect them to do better than they did last year. And uh, who in the two-person team? You've got quite a few Ram veterans in that division this year. Baldino, uh, Brian Martin, yeah, Pyatt. Yeah, I mean, I, I, our two-person team division is is really interesting because it, it and, and we start to see that more and more. You know, we know Ram is a logistically complicated event. It's also an expensive event, and people won't race it every year, and, and we fully grasp that. And so we're starting to see a lot of people drop down to do things like Raw and I say drop down, but Raw's a pretty awesome event in and of itself. And so you do see Robert Baldino and Brian Martin, both Ram veterans, both strong riders, and expect them to do well. Um, Jim Pyatt, who's certainly done the West Coast Circuit of Racing and very experienced. I expect him and his partner um, on a mixed team to do very well. I mean, there, there's, there's going to be good racing across the board. And what's your timeline like between now and... Uh, I won't say the end. Uh, how about getting to Oceanside? <laughs> so, so the funny thing about the funny thing about being a race director, as you well know, George, is you know we face the same issues racers do. The hardest parts getting to the start line. We're we're really happy when we get there um, because that's what you work for all year round. So, basically, my time and all our staff, which is a pretty small staff. I mean, we there's only four of us in our office. And then we have a few other people like Jim Harms, director of officials, and Jarek, who does some media stuff for us. You know, our time compresses greatly. We're like, oh, we have six months till the race. And now I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I have two weeks till I load the truck and I'm out of here. I don't know how many times I've felt like that when I've been training for Ram. <laughs> ah, it's a lot. I don't need to ride it. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. So so basically what, what's happening right now is we're, uh, we're finalizing lots of details. Um, you know, we're constantly in contact with the, the cities and you know, all our vendors, we have all our merchandise arriving, we're, all our race supplies arriving. It, our, the warehouse becomes from a, kind of an open space to a giant um, hoarder's maze. Um, and so our, I mean, our, right now, seven days a week, 12, 15 hours a day. And we'll do that all the way through to the end of RAM. I mean, RAM starts for me back about April 1, Um where we really start kind of getting crunched. When do you pack up and take off? So I will, um, I'm the, I'm the crazy person who gets to drive our truck 
out to California. I do it every year because I actually like doing it. But I'll load, we'll load our truck about June 5th. I will leave June 8th. Um, and then we pretty much roll the carpet out starting June 11th on that Saturday. And how can people follow Race Across the West? So Race Across the West, you can go to raceacrossthewest.org, or you can also follow it same way uh, as you can Ram on ridefarther.com. And, of course, all the social media outlets, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we cover it all, and uh, you'll get to see every bit of the race 24-7. Rick Bothling, it's a pleasure visiting with you, and uh, I look forward to much more time with you in the coming days. Always a good time, George, and yes, look forward <laughs> to seeing you out in Oceanside. From the over-the-top studios at Scratch Labs in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. ACAST powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. I'm Ned Fulmer. I'm Ariel. We're from the Try Guys, and we have a new podcast called Baby Steps. It's an irreverent parenting podcast because parenting is not perfect. We just had a newborn, baby Finn. I got pooped on. Ariel has pink eye. <laughs> I don't. We talk to some experts. We even bring you 4 a.m. thoughts from our garden. Oh my gosh, it's literally 4 a.m. Just to go back here, I thought I got poop in my eye. Yeah. And that causes pink eye. Parenting is a mess. We're a mess. You're a mess. Join us every Sunday. Listen to Baby Steps on ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST, 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 ACAST recommends. recommends.